the Staff and Graph podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. Inlinks are salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. All right, Jesse. So we were supposed to record this show yesterday. Um, right now it is uh, Wednesday. We were supposed to record on Tuesday night. Um, but there's a reason why we didn't. Uh and that's uh, and that and that's my fault. I think you would say that. I would. Uh, you learned a valuable lesson. I learned okay about so, nature and how the body works. I and I and I very much want you to tell the story um, that you told me after in our group chat <laughs> okay, okay, about yeah, yeah. The, the, it'll all tie in. But so ba- basically, like, so I have like you know I've been open about this on Twitter. Like, I have a tumor in my knee. And I gotta figure out whether you know it's it's anything bad or you know it it's basically I'm, I like my my leg slash knee hurts all the time. I can't run, but I want to stay active. You know, I wanna I wanna you know keep it tight so Jesse's mom will still be into me. And you know, that was like, uncalled for. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to treat you like you treated West Virginia this week. My bad. Um, <laughs> Let's get rough to rough to a great start. <laughs> but so so i'm like you know what i'd finished all my work for the day and i'm like you know what and, and it was also it was a very busy day because Stephen ellis uh, the managing editor of, of thn of the hockey news he's he's out camping right now he just got back from the world juniors so taking a very well-deserved like two or three deep three day break so i'm i'm running it in his stead i always make the con the the i'm running the website in his stead so i always make the con uh, uh sort of i guess the comparison of when joe biden got his colonoscopy and for like the one hour that he was under anesthesia or when he was under when he was un- unconscious, Kamala Harris was technically the president for that hour. That's me right now. Mm. I'm, I'm Kamala Harris. And so I was like, you know, finished my very busy day. Um, I'm going to go out. I'm going to I'm going to go for a hike. Like I like I always try and go on, you know, like two, two, three hikes a week. You know, pretty, I'm like, you know, I'm going to go even longer today. Like I'm going to I'm going to try for like 30K. Like I'm going to go. Anyone who lives in Toronto will know, like I'm, I live now at like, you know, Dundas and, uh, and like Jarvis kind of area and you can like, get on there. And if you want to fight Michael, you can go down yeah, to that area and I just, look for him. He'll... I just doxed myself. Um, no, but like sort of like Moss Park area. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go all the way down to Tommy Thompson Park, all the way down behind the island. Like it's a very long way. And I didn't, it didn't seem that hot out yesterday. And, you know, I, I felt like I drank enough water. But as I'm, as I'm making my way back, because I go and I hit a certain point and I go, all right, by the time I need to like sort of turn around and walk the same trail back. And so on my, on my trail back, I'm, I'm starting to feel like this, something feels off. Like something feels weird. Like I'm feeling way more sluggish than normally I normally would. I know I, I went farther than I normally would, but like, still, this is wild. It's not even really that hot out. And yet I'm feeling like I would normally do if I was doing this in like a hundred percent humidity, like I'm sweating like crazy, whatever. I bear like I barely make it home. Like I like I I first of all I had to stop at like an ice cream truck to get a bottle of water because I thought I was gonna like die. And if I didn't, didn't get any ice cream, no, no, I was I was like, oh, down, please. 
like if I was, in, you know, I, I roll up, I look like I've just died. Like I look like I've just been in the shower and also like attacked. And I just like roll up to the, the ice cream truck guy. And I'm like, bottle of water, please. And he's like, all right, here, $3. I'm like, all right, I pay $3 for a bottle of water. Great. So I come back, come home and I just pound literally, I had this liter and a half bottle of water in my fridge. And I just, I basically downed it in like one go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that. Okay. Starting some, something's feeling really weird. And I live in a studio. So, you know, the, the kitchen is not far, like nothing's really that far away from itself, but it's pretty far away from the bathroom. Like it, when you're sick, it seemed pretty far. And I went, Oh no, something's happening here. Mm. And I just went to the sink. Cause that was, that was the first, that was the closest I could possibly get to a place that wouldn't do any damage. And I just straight up projectile vomited into my sink like yeah. three times. And it was, and it wasn't like the, it wasn't a, um, and I'm sorry for anyone who's listening to this and eating, but like, you know, it's, it, it's not like a heroic vomit. It's one of those moments where you're in a very prone situation. You're where you're just like, it is humanity stripped down to its most vulnerable state. I felt like if anyone had saw me, they would have instantly been like, what the hell? Like, thankfully, first of all, thankfully the sink was empty. I'd done dishes before I went out. Otherwise we would have been in trouble, but so I learned to drink more water or when you're, when you're super dehydrated, um, maybe like pace yourself on rehydrating or else mm-hmm. your body will be like, this that's is too both. much. It's probably both. Um, yeah. So that's why we're doing it. That's a bit long explanation. That's why we're, we're I feel like though, uh, if there's fans of this show that people enjoy listening to this and uh, they want to know a little inside scoop, I want them to know that uh, in a text to me, Michael said, uh, I've thrown up, I've projectile vomited in my house. Mm-hmm. believe I may be dehydrated. If you'll just give me 20 minutes, I can get myself together and we can do the show. And I said, we could do the show tomorrow. <laughs> we don't have to do it tonight. If you, you know, no one wants to listen to you projectile vomit on the pod. Now they've heard you tell the whole story, which is basically the same thing now. So you've done it anyway. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, people should know you tried to push through and I tell people all the time how gritty you are. I tell them, you tell, you, know, you tell them I'm gritty. I do. I do. But now there's evidence uh, for my, my stories. Wow. I can, you know, let them know you tried to record a pod while uh, vomiting. Thank you. Thank you. I don't think I would have been in the act while I was. Um, no, but it could have snuck up on you. It could have. Yeah, it, it worked it up a sweat uh, doing Potting. this pod. And the next thing you know, exactly. Next thing you know, you're right back to score one. No, that's true. It was um, it was it was rough. I'm not going to lie. I was it's one of those moments where you're just like down to your anim- your base, like animal instincts. And it's just like you're, you're like fighting for survival. Like it was. Like, I think at one point I was like, I don't want to, like before the third one. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Now, Jesse, real quick, why don't you tell what you told me to make me feel better about myself for being dumb? My grandfather, who's in his 80s, God <laughs> bless him, love him to death, uh, great man, but struggling recently. Uh, okay. For instance, you know, doesn't use the air conditioner much, right? Oh, Since he doesn't want to doesn't want to wear it out. Okay. I mean, that's considerate, but I mean. You know, you're an eco, an eco king, a green king. It's 90, right? Appreciate it, right? Yeah, appreciate the eco-friendly attitude here. Uh, but he's not drinking a lot of water either. So it's hot in the house, right? He's drinking a lot of coffee. Bad as, combination. As, as old people do, yeah. As old people do. So uh, Pat takes a spill, not feeling great, a little dizzy. We get him in the hospital. Doc says, look, Pat, you're not drinking any water. And Pat says, well you're wrong. And I said, I'm interested to hear this, right? Because 
you're not drink- I know you're not drinking water. <laughs> and he says, well, I am. Cause how do you think I make my goddamn coffee every morning? <laughs> I'm using, I'm putting, I'm putting the grounds in water. And then the doctor says, we know Pap, when you put the coffee in it, it, it becomes coffee. It ceases to be water. Mm-hmm. That was enough. He, he didn't buy that. That was, um, the idea of having to separately also drink water in addition to that was repulsive to him. So we're working on it, but I wanted you to know, you know, it's not just you. People are out there. They're struggling right now with staying hydrated. They're Listen, in their eighties, but they're out there. Liquid is liquid. That's what I said. All right. Like it's, although I'm pretty sure that like, I mean, like I remember reading this in, in university because I was drinking a crap ton of coffee and probably not as much water as I should um, in that, like every cup of coffee, that you take, you have to then drink like, I think an equivalent or like double the amount of water to like bring yourself back to like even. So like, if you drink like two cups of coffee, you need to drink like four cups of water to bring yourself back to even because the coffee is a, it's a diuretic and like it dehydrates you. Yeah. So it's uh it's rough anyway, talking about bodily functions, bodily fluids. That's great. Um, this is just going to be a fun little check-in. Uh, uh, you know, we've we've been off for I think it was about two weeks or so, and now we're two or three, depending on on when we did. Now we're now we're hopping back. Some stuff has happened, not really as much as you would think, um, but some stuff has happened, and so we're just going to hop into it. The biggest one, obviously, is Nassim Kadri finally signed. Um, now I want to say that you know we waited all all summer for this. Like he's the he was the biggest name on the market, other than Johnny Goudreau, who signed the first day. Um, you know, he was, he was the top dog and we waited until it was like August 15th or something until he signed Steve Dangle, you know, close, close person, friend of mine. Um, he, you know, he's, he's a very hardworking guy and he finally booked a week to take his family, you know, hit him, his wife, his, his two-year-old son and his dog up to a cottage and, and the entire lead up to it, but like three weeks leading up to it is as, as Kadri kept being unsigned and as there was just no, sort of root like there as there was no uh word from his camp he went i guarantee you Kadri's gonna sign like the second i get up there and he gets up there he gets two days of relaxation at the cottage and then bam nasm Kadri signs yeah chooses that week to sign um can we stop just real quick i know we've already spent a lot of time on nonsense but an anonymous source oh very oh. close to the dangle navy has been listening to this show Oh God, I know. I think I know who this is. And he sent me, I can't, you know, you know, good journalists never give yes. the source up. He sent me the official scouting report on Steve Dangle and his <laughs> uh, online EASHL game. Uh, pros, we've got on this list here, uh, incredible passer. He is. He is. Yeah. He's incredible. Passer. Just addition, apparently. Um, great on his off wing. Bit of amb- ambidextrous play here. Um, somewhat defensively responsible. <laughs> That's a compliment, right? Cons, mm-hmm. I took a big, I took some umbrage with this. I want to be honest. The cons list, um, I'm an innocent bystander of. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's true. Um, f- no, first one, not me, but forgets Mike a lot in other room. Uh, as he show- does. He does. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He will, yeah. like, I think he's got a headset, like, whereas I, I'm using the, the headphones that I'm, I'm currently, you know, recording yeah. this with. So he has a headset and I think he gets so animated, like when he's moving that he'll knock it like far away from his face and it'll sound like he's in another room. 
I've watched his videos. That sounds, yeah. I mean, that, that stacks. So, um, doesn't want to talk. This is another one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doesn't want to talk about Justin Hole's rate adjusted plus minus on a Tuesday night in August. All right. Well, I mean, you know exactly who this is now. Like who, who just said this from, the, yeah. So we have like Ian, I love Ian, Ian Tulloch, as we've said, I shouldn't many have times, read that one. <laughs> as, we, as we said many times, I love Ian Tulloch, you know, I, I like he, you know, but I always feel whenever we talk about him in the context of NHL, it always has to come with a, but at the end of it. Um, and it is that Ian, we will just be playing NHL and Ian will just start talking about advanced stats out of no, and we'll be like, dude, like we're not, like, shut up, we're, we don't care. It's like, like you go to the bar after work, and there's that guy who still wants to talk about work. Yeah, at the it's, bar. Like, for bro, real, it, it's like, over. Ian's life is advanced stats. He lives and breathes it. It's insane. Like we will sit, like we'll be, we'll be playing, we'll be talking about like some random TikTok meme or something crazy, and then Ian will be like, hey, so who do you guys think was like the lowest, like the lowest rated player in uh, uh, like adjusted five on five XG. And we'll be like, like, and sometimes we'll be like, all right, man, like, let's guess, let's make this a game. But most of the time we're like, dude, what are you talking about? Play defense, <laughs> like play defense. Um, the number one, this is where I, now we're getting into the umbrage part. The number one, <laughs> the number one thing on the cons list was has a child. And I, well, yeah. I gotta say like, well, hold on now. Cause I know my friends that I play Warzone with would list that as my number one yeah. con because there's so many times like, you know, we're jumping out of that plane. It's time to drop in. <laughs> Jesse doesn't get out. Like, where, where is he? Well, baby woke up. I had to go. I didn't have time to tell you. <laughs> I had to address it, you know, and I understand that I've abandoned you in your time of need. Uh, but I, I guess maybe, you know, I just took it personally. <laughs> there's been a there's been a long running joke for about two years that i want to fight steve's baby um because a because i want to recreate that scene where it's just like what's up little bud you got a staring problem pal like the guy who tries the grown man who tries to fight the baby um but also because like we'll be playing and then steve will be like oh sorry guys like baby monitor's going you know and then he'll just leave us uh and abandon us as if we're not also his children um (laughs) It, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, so, well, so, there yeah. you go. That's the whole, now we, we'll move on. We, Myrtle's next. You're not oh. escaping this. We'll get you. Myrtle is um, But like, it's, it's tough to, it's, it's really tough to hold Myrtle to like, it's funny because the only, like Myrtle, <laughs> Myrtle's great because he tries so hard. Like you can, he's trying, you can feel the, you can feel the, like the oomph mm. behind, like front over the headset, but he will, <laughs> he will always like something will happen like he'll mess something up or he'll if we're ever playing if we ever put him in net we call him the paywall um because of the athletic which i think is very funny um but then uh should be if, goalie. if he lets if he lets it in um he'll just be like oh god damn it or like ah, like he very like he, he groans a lot there's a lot of oh god damn it's there's a lot of oh this game sucks like you know like when he's it's hmm. he's a but he's also he's the he's I would say him and him and Omar White they're the two uh, they're the glue guys of our team. I don't know what would happen you know if 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 we if we left them. But back to back to glue guys. Back to, back to Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri seven years seven million per. So Do you remember on the show when I said yep. could you imagine if Nazem Kadri went to Calgary? And you said, well, you already, there's no way you already shut it down. Well, I didn't, I didn't know that it was only because he, yes, I do remember that you were correct. We'll give you your moment and and, make sure that's fine. That's Um, it. I don't get a lot of these. 
You didn't. Okay. But Rachel literally made me, made, made me, well, when she was co-hosting with me, made me title an episode, Rachel was right. And then go back and made Connor go back and pull out an audio clip of when she was right with this. I can't remember what the take was, but it was like, she, so at least you're not dancing on my grave like that, but I didn't really, so Nazem Kadri, like previously in, uh, I believe it was the summer of 2019 or 2018, no, 2019, 2019. Um, he rejected a trade going to Calgary. And I, I guess now as he, as he clarified, that was because he just wanted to stay with the Leafs so badly. Um, not that he didn't want to go to the flame, go to the flames. So he's there. That's huge. Um, I also want to like bring, I, like th- he must not have toured the locker room. Um, saw the video because yeah, Mackenzie Weger did, and that dude, that is embarrassing. It is. It remind. It, it was like Melon Penguins, like Melon Arena vibes. Like that. The I there's a place just outside of Pittsburgh, Mike, uh, called the Island Sports Center, um, to where Robert Morris D1 program plays. Okay, way nicer way nicer i'm not you it's nicer <laughs> the locker room there is nicer than it is in calgary that is an embarrassing like i know it's an old building i think it's the oldest building in the league it, I think it is it is they definitely need a new one if they're you know their municipal politics can ever get you know in, in order like it's it's crazy but that like without a doubt that is that's an embarrassing facility you have to assume the locker room at mullet arena is going to be better than that Oh, yeah, it's a brand new, it's a brand new arena. Like it's yeah. got like that. I've like, you know, playing like double A and triple A growing up. Like I've, I've been in better locker rooms than that. Oh, there's no doubt. It's and like and a weird touch is the framed picture of each player over their stall. Do you notice that little? I did not. It looks like it, like an employee of the month picture that they took, but it's like over each stall. The only thing you could get better than that is if you had the players like, do like a little arts and crafts time to make their own nameplates. Yeah. I mean, Maybe why not? Next. I don't know. It's it, like, I know that it, we'll get into Kadri, like he's good and all that, but you know, we'll, but I like, I'm just so fascinated by this. Like, like, first of all, why would they make that a social thing? Like, like they're just getting roasted all over the internet for their terrible facility. And like, if I'm Mackenzie, first of all, Mackenzie, we did a great job playing off looking at it. Cause I've seen Florida's locker room and it's like miles ahead of that. Yeah. Um, and well, if the locker now, room looks, yeah, not back when Scott Mellenby was firing rats off the walls. Yeah, well, was Mackenzie Weger there? Went like teammates no, of Scott Mellenby? No, well, no, there you no, go. He wasn't no, but you're right. No, I'm saying that's what he could have been in that situation. I mean, no, it, absolutely. But we then, don't need I, more rats. I can't imagine their facilities like behind the scenes, like their you know their cold tubs and their massage tables and stuff. I can't imagine they're that great considering what the considering what it looks like, what their actual locker room looks like. Um, if I'm a Kenzie Weger, I'm walking in there and being like, oh no, what have I signed up for? And then if I'm Jonathan Huberto, I really hope I got the, the, the tour before I signed for eight years. Yeah. There, you know, then again, 10, you pay me $10.25 million per year. I'll, I'll play in a friggin' where I'll, I'll get dressed in a warehouse or something. I don't care, but Kadri, he signs. I mean, they took this off season for potentially being, you know, one of the more heartbreaking off seasons than any NHL team has um, endured. And they've turned it into, at least for the immediate future, like for the next maybe two, three years, you know, an incredible, like they, they've completely revamped everything. And I think are better for it. 
Jacob Markstrom said uh, to Dan Rosen at the European uh, Player Media Tour in Paris that he thinks the Flames are outright better now. Really? Were. Yeah, better than they were last year. So, is that a, a shot potentially at Joey Gaudreau um, and Matt Chuck? No, I don't think it is. Uh, you know, you know, you're never going to hear a player say that they're worse. But I thought that it's also, I don't know, maybe rare to hear people outright say it like that. You know, there's normally a dance around that that you do and, you know, you give like a cliched canned answer. But um, I thought it was interesting. They just came out with it, you know. And I mean, what, the argument, if you're, look, I mean, Kadri, Uberdo, and Uyghur, I mean, that's, it's a hell of a trio, right? One of those being a massively underrated defenseman. So I don't know if he's wrong. No, absolutely. It's, listen. I think I think Calgary is shaping up to be a fantastic team because like even even on top of losing like even even outside of their stars like you know having a guy like Mangiapane and Tyler Toffoli who gets lost in all this and mm-hmm. um you know like even just you know like uh, uh uh Blake Coleman and you know like a very very good blue line of you know Chris Tanev and Noah Hannafin and Rasmus Anderson and all these guys and then on top of that you have you have a Vezina nominee goalie in Jacob Markstrom, who yes, you know, completely blew up at the end of the season, but you know, was a nominee for the Vezina, you know, in his own like for a reason. And you then then you go and you add Jonathan Huberto, you know, one of arguably the best pure playmaker in the game right now, who also you know can chip in thirty goals just you know when he's not even really trying to score that much. And Mackenzie Weger, like you said you know, a, a top pair defenseman, one of the most underrated defensemen in the game. And then, and then on to top it all off, you, you land Nazem Kadri, you know, who maybe, you know, like, like these, these contracts are not going to end well, you know, Kadri is going to be 39 when it ends, you know, uh, Huberto is going to be, I think 38 when it ends, you know, uh, when his contract ends, Uyghur is, is you know, is probably going to go to UFA, but in the immediacy, I mean, look at it. And also, I think the biggest hit that, that the Calgary Flames took other like was off the ice was the fact that their two best players either left money on the table or demanded a trade out of town. And that seemed to take a huge hit to the city of Calgary and the Flames organization's ability to retain elite talent. And then look what they just did. They, they yeah. lured the biggest free agent on the market uh, and outside of the one they lost and they traded for a superstar and re-signed him to the most possible years and convinced him, convinced him to commit the rest of his prime uh, to them. Like that's pretty, that's remarkable. I a hundred percent agree with you. Uh, I mean, it's one of the cleaner pivots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I could imagine in recent NHL history, right? I mean, I mean, the Rangers made a pretty quick one, you know, with the that's eight of some years draft, but it took to your point. Exactly. Took, I mean, this is like swapping out major critical pieces to the success of your team overnight. Um, and, uh, you know, beating out some serious competition for it. I did like your tweet. Um, that perhaps he just wanted to be able to shave when he wanted like a normal adult. Um, I don't think we can discount that culturally speaking. That's a great segue uh, because I was going to talk about the, the Islanders summer of inaction. Um, but no, you're right. Like it's look, it seemed like Kadri was destined for the Islanders this whole time. Like it just kind of seemed that way um, because they had done nothing and, 
you know, like it's Lou Lamorello. He waits until, you know, one day, one random day in August to announce all of the deals that he, he signed, you know, months prior and which he did. And we'll get into that, but well, Calgary, it's a great city. I've never been, but for, for people who live there, like who I know, I'm pretty close to people who either live there or have been, who have lived there. I mean, it's, it's a great city. Um, it's got a very vibrant sort of like downtown life. It's, it seems like a great place for a family, um, like to live, uh, and Kadri's Canadian, Huberto's Canadian, like they, they, you know, if they want to stay in their home country and, you know, have things be around them, that's great. Uh, and now Cad, now Calgary is a fun, exciting sort of recruitment worthy place to play. Um, as you said, with, with the Islanders. Uh, Lou Lamorello pull was on back on his BS. Uh, he waited until the, you know, like a random day in August to announce three big signings, um, signing Alexander Romanov to a three-year contract extension worth 2.5 mil per Kiefer Bellows to a one-year extension worth 1.2 million and Noah Dobson to a three-year contract worth 4 million, which could lo- end up looking extremely good. Um, next little bit that, that being said though, the Islanders have still not signed a player this summer that they didn't already hold the rights to. Is this the most disappointing offseason in the NHL? Yes. Do we need to start getting worried about Lou Lamorell? Um, I don't mean in like a senility kind of way. I mean, like in a, you know, like, has he lost it? Yes. Firing Barry Trotz and then signing zero free agents. That's not yeah. a great offseason. Uh, no, it's not. Um, we're looking at a situation where you know, I think from a, you know, a depth uh, perspective, um, I don't know. This, I, I don't know. This team, if you look at it on paper, you sit down and you look at, at the way it's played traditionally versus what its roster makeup is now. Mm-hmm. What's the vision here? Defense, hard nose, you know, uh, like lockdown, trap, boring, you know, stifling. Do you think that the player mesh that they have entirely matches that? I mean, I don't think the player mesh that they have right now can match a high octane system. No, I agree with that. Like Barzal's great, but like I look at their middle of the lineup, like a Kyle Palmieri. JG Peugeot, Josh Bailey, Anthony Bavillier, Casey Zekas, you know, like guys like that. And I think like those guys are like, what, what is the main thing we know about those guys? They're two way players, you know, they're valuable because they have that flip side of the coin. That's, that's a good defensive game as a forward. And I don't think that like, I don't think any of those guys can really play in, in a high octane, high scoring you know, like push the pace kind of system. But then again, we don't know what Lane Lambert system is going to be. He's been there and he's been with, with trots. Maybe he'll be like sort of diet trots, you know, like he'll be the diet Coke to trots Coke. We don't know. But I mean, I look at their lineup, like there's so many contracts that you just didn't need to sign. You know, there's like, there's the Matt Martins and the Cal Clutterbucks, you know, like that extension is ridiculous. And there's, you know, like even just like Zach Parise coming back again, yep. but you know, Ross Johnston has another four year extension. Like he has yep. another four year contract. 
Yeah, 1.1 million. Like you can bury yep. that whole thing, but still, you know, why is Richard Panic making 1.375? You know, like it's like there's so many little little you know things here that it was just I don't like them. Do we want to talk about the cultural piece? Absolutely. How much? I mean, I I, I think that there are still like a contingent of people out there that don't believe that it has any credence that it's unfathomable to them that like a player wouldn't want to be a part of that environment. Right. Um, I think that is, I think that's crazy. That's absurd. I think it's nuts. Like it's, it we're, we're just in a different era of the game now. Right. Like that's, that's, that's come and gone, you know, look at like, I think that the NHL has lacked personality traditionally for years. Um, it's tucked it away. It's hit it. You know, I think like players like Alex Ovechkin, you know, took great lengths to like crack that open a little bit, I think. And took so much crap for it. For in, it in the process. It. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah 100%. Um, from people like Lou Lamarill probably. But like, I, I yeah. guess at the end of the day, you know, I – you know, that, that personality, we're seeing it today in the stuff guys wear to the rink, right? We're seeing it today in the participation of players in different types of social media campaigns and in different game day experiences um, in video that the teams do, right? Like every year the Penguins do this Home Alone remake or some remake of a Christmas movie hmm. where they mash all the players together acting out different roles. Like, and it's just terrible and it's funny. It's funny, right? It's really funny. Um, that kind of stuff doesn't fly in some places, right? Like certain people, they don't, they don't want to do that. Um, they don't want people having beards in the playoffs. You know, they want the suits to be very specific and, you know, um, I don't know. I just feel like if you're a player who is as outspoken as Nazem Kadri is, right? Like you look at like some of the stuff he said after he won a cup, you know, <laughs> and like the vic- I was there. I saw it in person. It was great. yeah, the victory laps that he took, right? Um, that's he's that kind of guy. And I think the question is, you know, if you're evaluating two different franchises that are each willing to pay you north of $7 million a year. Um, you mentioned the hometown cooking and, you know, staying in Canada and being familiar with Canada. Um, you know, you mentioned that, but like, there's also the element of like, I have the freedom to do whatever I want as an adult who's won a Stanley cup and has earned the right to grow hair on my face if I want to. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm not here to tell you that the reason that they weren't able to sign a single player outside the org this year was because of that. Like, I don't think that you can solely, but I, I'm just saying, I think it's, it's equally as crazy to discount it as something that doesn't play a role in these discussions to some extent. Absolutely. I, th- I don't think that, like you said, I don't think it's a reason why they didn't, they didn't sign a single player outside of the organization. Um, but I also think that, you know, they were competing for a lot of top guys, it seemed. And I think when it comes down in races like that, you know, in bidding wars like that, where a player has to make a big decision on their future, um, something as trivial as, well, just think about when it's, you know, game 46 and it's in February and it's a Wednesday, you know, it's a Wednesday off day, you know, or not off day, but like a Wednesday practice day. And, you know, you're exhausted. You just played a back-to-back. You have to go to practice, trudge through the snow and commute. 
And you also have to think about, you know, oh, when I get when I get to the facility or even before I get to the facility, I'm pretty sure I have to shave as well. And it doesn't. And look, it doesn't take too long. But that's an extra like five, 10 minutes that people just don't want to deal with. I like that would really piss me off if I was if I was working like I remember working in a corporate environment and. You know, it wasn't super strict, like as long as everything like even, you know, I worked in, in a, you know, for very big, a very big company, a couple of very big companies, you know, Samsung being one of them and Christian Wakefield and stuff like that. And like, just as long as you kept it clean, like you didn't have to be clean shaven, but as long as you didn't, you know, you didn't have a beard like I currently have right now, um, then, you know, you, you'll be fine. And I, like, if I had to think about being always clean shaven all the time, and just having the, and also like having a haircut all the time too. Like, it's just, it's just these extra things you don't want to deal with. And I think when it comes down to how tight bidding wars get, it, it's just, it, it's a tiebreaker, you know, it's a deal breaker at the end of the day. Like if you're going to get, you're going to get roughly the same amount of money, you know, like be roughly in the same sort of uh, area of the country. Why would you sign with the team where you have to follow all these bullcrap rules, you know? And it's also like you can, those rules are very enforceable when you're, you know, a dynasty and when you're winning, it's kind of like a Patriots thing where you can put up with the Belichickian coldness because you realize, oh, this guy's, you know, he's, he's going to win. It's, there's a method to his madness. The Islanders had a nightmare season last year, you know, like, and they are not, you know, they're, they're not in a great standing right now, you know, and I really, I don't think that they carry that weight. I don't think they carry the weight where it's like, all right, we'll lose so good that he, you know, we got to listen to him right now. I just think players are, like you said, starting to think for yourself. And it also like a guy like Kadri who has five o'clock shadow the second he shaves, no matter what that's, that means he's gonna have to shave like twice a day, basically like that's ridiculous. So it makes no sense. And I ask people like, you know, that say that that can't possibly be part of the equation. What would you do if your employer tried to control your hair or your facial hair? Would you seems, be excited about that? Like, would you be no. running to sign up? Like, get, why do you think this is any different? It's no matter what, it's a workplace. This just happens to be a workplace where you, you know, you, you start people. fighting with people. Yeah, you fight people and you bleed and whatnot, but it's still a workplace. Yeah. Uh, I do. We have to probably have to talk about Sean Monahan. We do. On his way out mm-hmm. after uh, quite, quite the career at Calgary. You don't want to call the guy a prolific goal scorer um, because he wasn't, but he scored more goals than I thought he did in his first like seven seasons of, of, of his career. I was shocked by um, the number of goals he had. And then somebody was talking on Twitter too, about how he funded like an entire mental health unit at Foothills hospital in Calgary. I did not know that. We do know that Sean Monahan's a great dude. Yeah. That's all you hear about him is how great he is. I, I remember hearing a story about how, um, when TJ Brody had that stroke during, uh, uh, during practice that Sean Monahan immediately ran off the ice to call Brody's wife, or I think maybe girlfriend at the time to tell her what was going on. So she didn't find out on social media. Like he just seems like a good dude who was beloved in that organization. We have to mention, correct. We have to mention that by the way, um, uh, Brad, uh, Trevelings, uh, did all this work while he was in Texas on his birthday. Yeah, moving his daughter into school that early, eh? Well, you think you got to get classes start like this week? You they get do. Settled they in. they start later in Canada, I guess, because they would always start like the 
I, I think for us, it, it was for some reason, they would start the Thursday after Labor Day. So it mostly we used to work that way here, too. But like a lot of kids went back to school today in America. That's very weird. Yeah. I don't very know the weird. reason for that. But um, your, your country's I don't get it, man. We don't have to get into that. Um, <laughs> I will say that, um, you know, Monaghan at this point, Mike, his strength, I think, is probably still in the work he does in the defensive zone. Yes. Um, you know, injuries have absolutely brutalized his ability to play offense at a high level. If you look at his year over year results there, um, the video and the data sort of degrade in tandem. <laughs> um, and last year, I think, is where it bottomed out. Um, you know, can still do a job in, in front of the net on the power play. But I think at this point, um, you know, it's a far cry from um, where he was and is probably, I think, the tough pill for people in Calgary to swallow. And this is always the case anywhere, anytime a player that you love very much and has spent their whole career there experiences that degradation. Um, you know, it was like that, that watching that happen, I think is very difficult. Right. Yes. So I think, you know, it, there was, there was that reticent celebration in Calgary of like, you know, while we're happy to not have him on the team anymore, this is a very difficult thing to deal with. Um, not only because of the community outreach and the work he did in the community, he's just like you said, it's a good dude. People enjoyed watching him. Um, he scored over 20 goals for like six years in a row. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's a lot. So, um, you know, a super big leader in that room. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens in Calgary or not Calgary in minute in Montreal. Um, I think what you get is what you get at this point. And you kind of hope that he could just be, um, you know, kind of an uber defensive presence for you that can, you know, every once in a while, you know, show you a little something he had in the past. I would love to see what he still has in the tank while, while not playing through like gruesome injury, you know, like I think he'll, I'm not sure if he'll be healthy to start the season. And I think the Habs should definitely take their time with him and inching him back, even though he's, you know, he's only there for one, for one year. But I mean, this is like we, we're we're not talking about a 34 year old here. The guy's 27. Yeah. Like he's he's still he's still pretty young. He still should be in the middle of his prime. He's three years away from being 30. Like this is not a gray beard, you know. As much as as, as tr of trauma as his body has been through, you know, he's still able to I feel like he's still able to give something and last season definitely should be should not be taken into account. I mean, the guy was playing through heinous i think it was what hip surgery or, or mm. something like that like just just ridiculous he shouldn't have been playing you know and i remember when he opted to when he opted to get surgery and to end his season after 65 games um i remember i think it was, it was either dale sutter or brad Trilliving, like were asked about it and he was and you know because especially because he just declined to the point where he was barely you know in the lineup kind of he was playing I think like he was playing like 14 minutes a night which is by far the lowest he's ever played in the nhl by at least two minutes. And he, and Trey living was like, you guys have no idea what he was, what he went through all year uh, to even just step onto the ice. And I yeah. want to see what he still has to offer now that he will be, I, you know, working with a somewhat usable, somewhat usable appendages on his body. Yeah. Do we think Montreal is going to be kind of good next year? What, what does that mean? Well, I'm looking at their roster and they, they've added some weird guys. Cause like, you know, you Mike think, Matheson. Yeah. Like Mike Matheson, Evgeny Dodonov, uh, uh, like obviously Slavkovsky, they, they picked was a, which is a weird pick too, but like, and now, and now Sean Monahan, like it's, 
like those are like like for a team that's quote unquote rebuilding that's a we- that's weird man that's a weird it is, it is weird in. dude it is weird you're right i agree with you um yeah. i don't know i mean you have like cole caulfield's great but then you have like mike hoffman jonathan truhan josh anderson there was this funny you want to hear something funny i would love um to. there was like this thing that went on in pittsburgh um for a while because jake gensel like you know had a couple down years in the playoffs where people really wanted to trade jake gensel for josh anderson i remember hearing all that stuff i haven't heard from those people much i wonder why um on side note because we're going to continue on with player stuff i'm sure but you know fanatics released accidentally the uh the third you're hyped about this i am yeah i don't know how many other people are i didn't look through all of them i didn't see all of i don't know if all of them got capped if like every single team got caught. Um, but I know like at Gino hard on Twitter was the one that was doing a lot of the Lord's work over there. Um, but the penguins definitely appear to be going back to the robo penguin this year. That's very, cool. um, in some capacity. So that's fun the, times. The Canucks one looks incredible. That was leaked even earlier than that. And I mean, shout out to Rachel. I, I'm sure she made that happen single-handedly. And that is that is, the lumberjack one? It's the lumberjack. I one. love that, dude. Oh, not an, green is not. Used I'm not just enough. kissing Rachel's ass either. No, no, I'm not. It's just a really nice jersey. Green is not used enough in in, in hockey jerseys, and I'm glad not, that they're yeah. they're they're doubling down on that. Um, I guess really only one more like sort of notable signing we'll talk about is Paul Stastny. Um, and that the Hurricanes. Yep. You know, and uh, you know, uh, insert Jesse Pinkman. They, he can't keep getting away with this gift. You know, like it's like they keep finding these guys. You know, these these useful sort of middle six guys on decent. Con- like I look at this and I go, like, why is Alex Kerfoot making three point five million dollars per year with term, and Paul Stastny is, you know, who outscored him last year? Uh, not outscored him, but like outscored him goals wise. Um, why is he making 1.5 million for one year? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And that's just, uh, we still have like a very, so that's, that's one important name off of our, uh, free agent list. Um, yeah. I believe we still have Sam Gagne. I th- I'm convinced he's going to be a leaf. Evan Rodriguez. That's huge. I wonder if Sonny, they can fit him. Sonny Milano. Um, but then Victor Rask is still out there mm-hmm. and Zach Aston Reese. Is Victor Rask really – Zach Aston Reese is, is one that people really love, especially in Leafs territory. Is Victor Rask really worth worth uh, writing home about? Probably not. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised that the Penguins didn't bring back Brian Boyle, you know, league men. I wouldn't rule it out. I, think, yeah, I feel like I they will. It out. Yeah. He seemed like a very good, like – He was really good. Blew everybody away. And, like, while he clearly is a little bit, like, well, he's slow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he all, he always like, was. Yeah, and now it's it's not gotten better. He's really smart. Yes. Um, and can eat. He's if he's a big human that I think knows how to eat up because the penguin system, you know, is about like getting up ice fast and forechecking. Mm-hmm. Like, while that may not be his calling card, uh, he still knows how to take up space and forecheck. So at the end of the day, it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I, I can't really think of anything else to talk about, Jesse. I think uh, I think we've reached the end of the road. So um, we will uh, we'll probably see you next week. If not, I mean, you're you're heading to Philly um, for a little vacay with the fam. That yep. should be fun. That should be great. Gonna go watch the Pirates lose to the Phillies. Oh yeah, love it, love it. Um, 
I'm going to uh, keep working and uh, chilling. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Drink um, that water, buddy. And I will keep uh, dehydrating myself. Absolutely. Yes. Liquid <laughs> is liquid. Other way around. Yeah. Liquid is liquid. And uh, the water goes my coffee. That's still water. That's Just go like right into the ocean and take a swig out. It's fine. It's, it's, it's a lake, actually. Good for you. It's, good. it's a yeah. lake that we're, that we're next to. It's, I know, but and, I'm saying you should go to the ocean. Oh, I should go to the ocean. fresh salt water. Okay. No, that's Perfect. very, You'll that's never very get cool. Again. Yeah. I mean, if I went to the lake, I mean that we, our lake is, uh, is known for its pollution. So if I want to get superpowers, maybe then I'll, uh, then I'll do that. Um, all right, Jesse, enjoy vacation. Say hi to your cat, Mike, for me. Um, as always, I saw him hanging out around here. Oh, he's right there. He's right next to you. There he is. Um, absolute legend of a cat named Mike. Best name you could possibly have. And on that note, I guess I will bid you farewell. Take it easy, buddy.